Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Instead, let's talk about philosophy. Was it? Okay. Don't know much about philosophy or something. Do do. All I know is that I love you, and I wanna make you mad. And I wanna grab your boobs. <laughs> I don't think that's You're the a poet. I don't think that's the words. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about philosophy. Philosophy is like everybody says. Mm. <laughs> I don't have a song. Be philosophy. They use the word. Oh, this is philosophy, or that's you're being philosophical, or what's your philosophy? There's another song from good old other name Kristen Chenoweth from the uh, Your Good Man Charlie Brown musical. That's yeah. a great one. Oh, that's my philosophy. Yeah. My new philosophy. That's a great one. Uh, she gets is a. Um, she gets uh, influenced and instructed by different things people say. Hey, <laughs> that's my new philosophy. And she moves on. So, yeah. <laughs> but philosophy, what it really is, the definition is to love wisdom. Love of wisdom. So, to have a. So, let's do philosophy about philosophy. Okay. 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 It's the love, love of wisdom about love of wisdom. <laughs> yes. It's like, but really what, I think another way of, of um, explaining philosophy is it's to think about thinking. Yeah. Because if you love wisdom, you're going to think about thinking and think about knowledge think about experience and think about judgment because that's what wisdom is mm-hmm. it's the it's the especially the application of you know uh, what is it the quality of experience knowledge and judgment, judgment yeah. it's interesting because you know in the judgment it, it resides do you know where Frontal love. Well, that's what you, yes. That's what I what? That's what you you need, your development of your frontal lobe to, in order to make good judgments, your decision-making capabilities. Yeah, and when when either a kid, for example, or or, or a... Yeah, and actually using your knowledge and experience in your left and right hemisphere of your brains. (laughs) Like that is... Right. With your decisions. Yeah. I mean, that's That's like a fully formed... Yeah. It's your brain communicating, which is like you're saying, thinking. It's yeah. to actually think through uh, what you know, what you have experienced, and 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 judge, make judgments, and to move forward with another decision. Right, and and right, the frontal lobe isn't fully developed until they say about 25, mm-hmm. and that's why there's so many less than 25 year olds <laughs> lack judgment. Or are yes. really impulsive and very reactive. It's it's mm-hmm. a part of their structure. It's, yeah, that's actually the the developmental stage they're in. Right. <laughs> they need it's this. also the issue yeah. of of um, 
uh, DUI or DWI, uh, the reason why alcohol is so injurious to um, driving, why it's so impairing to driving, is because it really affects divided attention tasks. Uh-huh. And it affects the first thing that goes when you when you when you consume alcohol. It's a neurological depressant. <laughs> is judgment, yeah. and eventually coordination. Mm-hmm. So it's really bad for driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad, for, bad for a lot of things, right? Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, because ju- you don't just use good judgment in driving. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because if that's the case, and it is then philosophy could also, could rightly be defined as love of cognitive functioning. I love that. Love of cognitive development. Yeah. Love of neuroscience. How about that? Yeah. And then what's, which makes philosophy so interesting is then when you do philosophy, share philosophy with someone, you're sharing your love of your cognitive development, your experience and your decision, right? With another. Interesting. Which is sharing, it is, it's, and then discussing truth. What is? Because right. I know mine and you know yours or whoever you're speaking with. It's interesting. Inter- it's interesting. I love philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because when you're, what you're saying there about like sharing with another person, I mean, that's like, that's, I've said before that empathy is simply just a form of abstract thinking. It's it's an extension of object permanence, right? Like when a kid, when they're when they're young, you can play peekaboo, and so they don't know, right? Oh, where'd he go? Okay. <laughs> or or yeah. you can, you know, have a coin or something, cover it up, and they're like, where'd it go? It's gone. It yeah. no longer exists because I can't see it. Yeah. And eventually, they develop object permanence, and they remember these things exist when I'm not around or when it's not when I can't see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what you were saying there about sharing, it's like, it's, it's, that's a whole nother level of philosophy because it's saying, now I want to experience, know, and have judgment about your experience, knowledge, and judgment, which is to say your behaviors and your approaches to life and the way you navigate your environment. I want to know about yeah. that. And, and I love that. Yes, me too. And then you can also actually with 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 philosophy you get to use um and and think through another perspective like huh i wonder what i would have done in that situation knowing what i like things like that you Mm -hmm. can really or i didn't know that about what i thought i already knew hmm you know it's it so it allows me to think even further about things i thought Mm -hmm. and and it's it's such a critical you know thinking is the very human experience but oh yeah connecting to another human is yeah necessary to humanity and i think that's what led me to that is then it allows it allows more empathy because you it's it builds perspective Mm -hmm. that's it that's it it's you take perception and sharing your perceptions with another allows allows you to gain perspective empathy yeah applying my perspective my perception through your filter and now we can adjust it and see what we share what we don't Mm -hmm. and find not have my truth and your truth but have 
honest truth, mm-hmm. objective truth, something real. Yeah. And and that's yeah. there's a there's a connection in that that's sound. Yeah. <laughs> I love you the perception and perspective thought that you were talking about that the other day, and I've been thinking about that. And it this the whole empathy thing you without you have to have perceptions first but with only your you're you're mentioning with only your perceptions you cannot or without talking to another about or even understanding that you have your own perceptions Mm -hmm. right that are different from mine and then when you talk about those then you really can it, it really opens up the perception thing it's yeah but they're both they're both important mm. anyways and that's yeah well i'm matt long i'm Kristen long and we're skeptical mystics and the idea of being skeptical mystics is both about being skeptical about your mystical experiences mm-hmm. and allowing mysticism to elevate your skepticism and to be inspired by skepticism even. And it's really this, I think this idea of, you know, we have, we have so many parts of the brain, not just two, there's two hemispheres, but there's so many regions that so do, do so many interesting and compelling and interrelated things, this system of the, of the brain and nervous system. Mm-hmm. But, but the, but, but, but if we break it down just to two and we can do that, there is this mystical and the skeptical. There's the imagination, the emotion, the, the high experience, and then reason, rationality, mm-hmm. logic. And they both, one without the other, again, is madness. Mm-hmm. It, yes. And they, they can, are meant to be, like a good marriage, teammates, partners, mm-hmm. a symbiotic companionship, a, a system that has a singular purpose because they share an outcome. Yeah, it pushes and pulls. They, 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 they share an yeah. They share an outcome. Yeah. And so they should have the same purpose. And a great way is to filter mysticism through skepticism and skepticism through mysticism Mm -hmm. and do that a couple times and that's what loving wisdom is because love is attention and love is awareness and so if we attend to our experiences knowledge and judgment and if we're aware of our experiences, knowledge, and judgment. If we spend time with our attention and awareness, that's a, that's love. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was, I was thinking about love and how we always say that love is a virtue, and that's not always the case. Because people love power. Mm-hmm. People love money. People love to see others in pain. People love cruelty. They love selfishness. They, they love so many destructive, dangerous, and demoralizing things. 
Mm-hmm. And so there are different types of, of love, just like there are different types of truth. This idea of perception is saying, okay, if all I do is live in my perception, then I have my truth. And you can live in your perception and have your truth. And we can maybe agree to disagree about what is, and that's fine. It's necessary. But if it's about what is, about existence, and if you share an existence, an environment, it's a lot easier, more comfortable, pleasurable, and even interesting if you share truths more than if you are divided Mm -hmm. in what's true. And so there's a connection between truth and love. Mm -hmm. And, 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 And I think philosophically, if one loves wisdom Mm -hmm. and applies experience, knowledge, and judgment, there are, without controversy, three types of truths, which are also three types of love. And that's the one we all, I think, intend to mean when we say love or say truth. And that is something that is objective or real. But then there's what I'm going to call religious love and religious truth. And that's something that is based on story, narrative, Mm -hmm. mythology. The, the story that says who's the hero, villain, victim, and reliable reporter. Mm-hmm. And if you get to dictate the roles of that story, of that mythology, then that dictates love and dictates truth. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is political truth and love of politics. So yeah, let's call this religious truth and love of religion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And political truth and love of politics, which is allowing power to dictate love and truth. So here it's not what is, it's not even based on story. It's what power do I have to force either a narrative or an outcome? Mm -hmm. Do I have the power the influence to either destroy evidence of something that's not my position or recreate and replace Mm -hmm. evidence of me being right. And that's political power, political truth and love of politics. politics, And what's interesting is so many relationships are really filtered through either religious truth and love of religion or political truth and love of politics. And they allow those truths to impact Mm -hmm. the relationship. And as, and as, and as I've, as we've deconstructed religion, political deconstruction happened with it. True. So, you know, people ask me my politics and what they really mean, are you 
uh, Democrat or Republican or are you liberal? Are you conservative? Are you they've got these labels and I can't answer <laughs> like, that yeah, because I don't I, I, I pretty much hate the same people you hate. That's what I tell them. Yeah, because no that's a what. pretty accurate really doesn't matter who I uh, am talking to. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I, I, I generally agree with them about the people they hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> because if you're filtering truth through, through politics, I hate you. Yeah, and the love of politics. Yeah. Right? It all matters about yeah. that. Yep. And similarly, if you filter your truth through religion. That's not the way we love Yeah, that's, that's, that's not me. That's yeah. not me. That's just not the way we, yeah. Because I view myself as a philosopher, a lover of philosophy. A lover of my family. Independent of any religious truth or political truth mm-hmm. or love of religion and love of politics that takes away from my love of my family and in abandoning that i simply embrace relate relationship truth love mm-hmm. of relationships yeah. and for me the because i'm an adult that are, that are married with children the only relationships that matter are the ones with my wife and with my children. And, 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 and so what I call that, this other form of truth, this, this relationship truth, is true love. And again, this truth, but okay, now we're back at true. <laughs> well, is it political truth, religious truth? Because you could have that within here. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people do. They yeah. say, I love my family. Oh, that's true. I, I'm like you too, Matt. I'm, yeah. I'm like you. I also, that's my family is the most important thing. Yeah. I have true love. And then you go further and find out again, they filter their relationship through either political or religious yeah. love. So I got a, the word that I use instead of true is honest. Yeah. Love of honesty and honest truth. And that's where I find the most valuable and elevating family relationships. Mind, body relationships as well, because the mm-hmm. same thing applies to the relationship of my mind to the body and the body to my mind. Yeah. The thing that you. Me. <laughs> you. And it's, 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 it is, it's meant to be honest. So what's honest? I was telling, telling, telling uh, um, you know, our daughter uh, the other day, I was, we, were, we were arguing. <laughs> and, she, and, and I said, that's, that's just not true. And she said, it is true. And I said, you know what? You're right. It is true. It's just not honest. And she stopped. What's the difference? Well, you have provided me an accurate fact. But you have decontextualized it. You've taken it out of other also accurate facts mm-hmm. that instruct that fact and give... Ba- and, and, and give more context, more of a, more depth, more flavor <laughs> to that fact. I said, so honesty mm-hmm. is about accuracy, precision, and completeness. Yeah. Accuracy and precision is different. You can be accurate once, 
But to be precise, you need to be accurate again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And then to finish the exercise to be complete. So you have to be accurate, precise, and complete. You You go to the range and you fire 20 shots. And all you do is tell me about your one bullseye. And then don't mention that the other 19 didn't hit the target. You're not a good shot. True. But it is true that you hit the bullseye. Yeah, that's a very great example. <laughs> right. Very great example. It's true. Yeah. But is it honest? And complete. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is, is it, it honest? Is it? Yeah. And that's a good way to filter really all of philosophy experience. Mm -hmm. Is it true? Right? Is it accurate? Is it complete? Mm -hmm. Is it precise? Because too often we, we rush to judgment without there being completeness. It's like a song that that, that has dissonance, right? You have these, 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 this conflict of notes. Yeah. It's as if you stopped right there and people went, ah, yeah, turn it off. noise. <laughs> Just Hold on. <laughs> I'm doing something. It's pretty cool. There's a thing we called resolve, yeah. a resolution, and it makes it pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it all it makes all sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah it's hilarious it's hilarious it's like it's so so interested when people want to talk about my truth I, I but my truth is your truth is our truth i want your truth right yes it's like that what's a christmas gram i want one like we said earlier the perception and the perspective really you have they, they go hand in hand because just like that, if your perception's off reality, you're, then you don't even have an accurate perception. Right. But when you share with another, it'll, you know, you have to make sure your perception or when your perception and their perception, you can find reality. Right. Well, and it, but my truth, all that, that's to live Against reality isn't really a healthy thing because you takes, just keep getting farther from it. And it. But it does take a lot of trust to filter your perception, your reality, through another person. Yeah. Because that forces you to be complete, mm -hmm. precise, and accurate. And, yeah, and too many people are not just not willing to do that. So instead, we filter it through somebody else's recipe book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we can do that internally because we... I can't tell you the whole picture. Mm -hmm. And that, again, requires honesty to have an honest connection. Yeah. It, it's, again, it's the problem with, with modern, um, with modern uh, therapy is, is, is it can only be as good or effective as the person's able to be honest with themselves, let alone the person they're reporting to. Yeah. So how can you it's find tough. truth yeah. if you're not honest? because they don't they, they, just, they just want outcomes mm -hmm. but these this to think about thinking to feel what is real to know what is true and to be right about you is philosophy mm -hmm. 
and and it's really what we tell children to do, and it's kind of what's in children's mind from the beginning. They are excited to think, to be aware, to remember. Mm-hmm. Watch this is our little two-year-old um, grand friend now walking around to the new stage and <laughs> awe, awe in awareness. Mm-hmm. He's aware of something and... <gasps> Oh my gosh. He's fascinated. He's excited (laughs) about awareness. Mm -hmm. I love watching it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want that. That's a Christmas brown. brown. I want one. (laughs) I want to walk around. Oh my gosh. I I know. I did just drive in a, uh, in a, in a Tesla for the first time recently. And I did feel a little, oh my gosh. Yeah. I would say the same. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, oh, but <laughs> to think about thinking, to learn, to feel, to do, to succeed. That's, I did it. You know, and, and, and is this Western philosophy, it came from Socrates, which became Plato, which became Aristotle, which which each built on the others and brought thinking, brought concepts, brought theory a little further. Mm-hmm. Aristotle developed a great system of wisdom in the scientific method, which which was just simply an, a form of thinking, learning feeling and doing mm-hmm. it's to observe measure predict mm-hmm. test mm-hmm. think learn feel do yeah and and that continued on to today where there are people doing good philosophy loving wisdom applying experience applying knowledge mm-hmm. and using good judgment yeah It exists even in, a, in sacred spaces in what are considered you know, divine areas. I, I think the best, I think one of the, the most ancient and the most, at least the most precise and the closest to this, philo- this type of philosophy is uh, Vendata philosophy, mm-hmm. which, yeah, is, which is expressed as Hinduism. <laughs> and, and there are the four great yogas, the four great exercises, the four great non-dual experiences. There's never a end to the. And when I say yoga, I'm not talking about obviously body yeah. movement, not hatha yoga. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the four great yogas: Raya, Yana, Bhakti, and Karma. Mm-hmm. Raya, to think, to think about thinking. Yana, to learn, to know what is true. Bhakti, to feel what is real. And karma, to do, to be right about you. Mm-hmm. And that Eastern philosophy, love of wisdom, mm-hmm. has an application, a soundness, the the the. the is applied pretty well to humanity. If 
done with wisdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If done from a place of love, not exploitation. And mm -hmm. in, in Western world, and especially in the modern Western world, there are uh, modern mystics, modern skeptics who are also mystical in their skepticism that, that, that stood on the shoulders of Aristotle in the areas of psychology and education mm -hmm. and the mind mm -hmm. and relationships. And, 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 and they're known. Abraham Maslow, the modern positive psychology. And positive psychology meaning finding happiness rather than trying to neutralize pathology mm -hmm. and threats. Mm -hmm. Creative tools yeah. versus neutralizing pathogens. Yeah. And, and Maslow, right? That's why he said, if, if the, what, what is it? The, if all you carry is a hammer, the world looks a nail. Yeah. Everything looks like a nail. And you hammer, 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 hammer. Mm -hmm. So he, he was commenting on the need for more tools in order to identify, predict, and meet your needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your esteem needs, your um, uh, safety, safety needs, needs, your, um, your, your relationship, your, relationship your, your, needs. Per, your, your connection needs. Yeah. And, and, and all these, you know, your developmental needs. How about that? Yeah. Your cognitive functioning needs. Because really that he was, yes, he was saying all of this. Yeah. It really is. To think. Yeah. And get to a place where you can. You have to be safe and, you know, to be able to develop. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Benjamin Bloom, who, who still used the, the, um, you know, Bloom's taxonomy. Correct. Bloom's taxonomy, yep. I, who, who, it's... The system of learning, the mm -hmm. process of learning. Yes. The the ability to learn to, learn. to ultimately you know, where whereas Maslow was the the there is a there is the capacity to transcend, which is to transcend suffering. If you meet your needs fully enough, it means you've neutralized your your threats and the and the and the pathogens enough. Mm -hmm. to actually experience this thing called happiness. Mm -hmm. Really, it's not even happiness. That trans when, if you're in transcendence, you're in ecstasy. You eliminate and reduce agony enough <clears throat> mm -hmm. in order yeah. to experience ecstasy. And Bloom, you can learn enough to get to a place until you create. Create. Mm -hmm. Knowledge, you know, remembering becomes creation. Mm -hmm. Knowing, learning a thing, learning a thing allows you to create, create a, thing. a thing. Yeah, this is and to fully is, he taught to fully learn a thing. Right, just fully. by knowing, just by knowing something right. does not mean you know. I a heard thing. a thing once, and that is the most like the knowing. And I can repeat yeah, it. That does not mean you know a thing. That's right. Um, yeah, until and it's the really the higher steps of application and analyzing, which is the what you were saying with the wisdom of thinking through a thing, being able to fully think with your fully developed brain. So he was speaking the same thing. And the fourth is uh, Mikhail Cheeks and Mihaya, mm -hmm. you know, flow theory. And, you know, that's the concept of you work on doing a thing at a level 
that is challenging enough, but you're good at, so it's interesting and exciting and uh, exhilarating and frustrating <laughs> enough, but not too frustrating as, as to be destructive. Yeah. And he called that flow. Some people call it in the zone. But that wasn't just like, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> being and being being in a presence, for example, a form of meditation. It was a form of doing. It was active. Yeah, I think it's a little misunderstood. Yeah, it? it was applying. <laughs> it was really applied, applied knowledge, mm. wisdom. Now it can be yeah. in, a, in the terms of whether it be sports, golf, basketball, um, work, plays, um, lovemaking. <laughs> you can be in the zone and mm. always improving your technique, your skill, your understanding, your development, your application mm -hmm. to do. And so that's a Western, that's, a, that's the Western philosophers four great yogas, mm -hmm. three great yogas, those three, there's a fourth. And that's relationships. Yes. And just recently, within the last year, a fascinating study called the Harvard study just came out. And it's a study about relationships and how relation, we know, they say, we figured out happiness, everyone. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> It took us a hundred years. Oh, yeah, hundred Millions of dollars. Longest study, did you longest, say? Longest, longest longitudinal study yeah, with just a, a, like an incredible, um, it was an impressive study yeah. in its scope and in its application mm -hmm. and in its value and rigor mm -hmm. and, and its reliability. Yeah. There, yes, that matters. And That's, what it says so is, humans are happy when <laughs> they have relationships. And therein is the rub. Whether it be Maslow, Bloom, Cheeks and Mihaya, or the Harvard study, how? <laughs> Good question. We know we need our needs. We, we, it's important to have your needs met. Mm -hmm. We know it's important to reduce suffering. We know. <laughs> no, we know it's important. That it's important to learn. Mm -hmm. we, we know, know it's important to connect. It's important like to connect. And we know this, it's important yeah. to And everyone's do, trying. It's I important think. to be productive. That's what Cheeks and Mihaya said. Be productive. <laughs> it's like, calm <Yeah>. down. <laughs> oh, no, I'm. How? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think there's, there is an answer. And the best answer is through Bloom. Start by learning. Mm -hmm. And how do you start by learning? You start by hearing. Every child does. They start learning by hearing, mm -hmm. by observing the first step in so the scientific method. They hear. They observe. And then once they develop language, what's, how do they gain more knowledge? They ask. Yeah. Questions, yeah. and or they do little tests and right, do they tests. figure it out. Or, right. I got this reaction, and this was. They, and they're they try. They and measure like this trial and error. They measure, they predict, mm -hmm. and they test through what they have learned or know already. Right. Yeah. And so the best way Great. to get a child to learn is to hear them, ask questions of their questions give them truthful, 
accurate, complete, and precise information, mm -hmm. and then test it together. And adjust yep. your information based on a shared experience, not a religious, story-driven, mythological, political, power-driven way. Yeah. And in learning that way, you're connecting. In learning that way, you're communicating. Mm -hmm. In learning that way, you're finding flow. And in learning that way together, you're identifying everyone's needs. And experiencing a thing called empathy, which is abstract thinking, which is wise. <laughs> it's wisdom. And experiencing true love, honest love, which is understood as intimacy. It's not that deep. It doesn't have to be. And so what religion are you? What politics are you? I Love is my religion, as I think Lenny says. <laughs> I love love. I love honesty. I love truth. I love justice. I love morality. But I love wisdom. And so I love things like, I'm American, <laughs> I love my guns. I love my guns not because of the power or the destruction of them, but I love the wisdom of gun safety. Because mm -hmm. there's wisdom in gun safety mm -hmm. and security, control over a very dangerous tool. The first, those, those rules are, the, the, the wise rules are, treat every weapon, every, every gun as if it's loaded, number one. Number two, don't point the gun at anything you're not willing to kill or destroy. Number three, know your target and what's behind it, mm -hmm. beyond it, around it. Mm -hmm. Be aware. Have attention. Love your target. <laughs> And the fourth one, keep your fucking finger off your fucking trigger until you are ready and intentional in depressing it. Mm -hmm. And there's wisdom in that. And those same principles can be applied to a lot of situations. And you can be sound and knowing right. with that wisdom exactly. how safe. Apply that to sex. It works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a buddy of mine's a, a he's a motorcycle uh, enthusiast and an mm. instructor, and he does a lot of uh, motorcycle safety stuff. And as a as an intermediate rider, I I love talking to him. But he was he was talking about um, motorcycle safety, and he calls it um, what do you call it? Sipty, Sipty, yeah. like sip. Oh, okay. Sip D. Not Swifty. Sip no, Sip D. Not T. Sip D. S I P D E. Oh, Sip D. Okay. And that stands for scan, identify, predict, decide, execute. Mm 
And what he just described there was wisdom. Experience, knowledge, good judgment. And the application of that. What he described was the scientific method. (laughs) What he described was pretty high-end cognitive functioning. And it's why driving is such, it requires cognitive functioning. And it's why we don't let, uh, you know, why 16-year-olds is the bottom, or, you know, the, the, pretty much the, Young, the yeah. youngest that, that driving um, should be happening on city roads with a lot, with other cars. Just, yeah. Just with other cars. Money. Yeah, with, with, with stop signs, with stop lights, with a bunch of streets. Yeah. Because a bunch of streets, bunch of cars, bunch of uh, traffic stuff mm-hmm. requires pretty advanced, developed um, cognition, mm-hmm. good judgment, requires wisdom, requires real experience, yeah, real yeah. knowledge, and real good judgment. But so I love motorcycle safety. And so I love motorcycles. Yeah. I love... <laughs> You know, I love high-end sex techniques amongst lovers and partners because there's wisdom in the techniques, boundaries, and processes. Mm-hmm. And I think those process, those boundaries include honesty. Mm-hmm accuracy, precision, and completeness about the thoughts you think. Mm-hmm. And something after, I guess, 27 years of marriage, we've kind of figured out that all things are things, mm-hmm. including emotions. And if we can share our developed thoughts with each other, mm-hmm. we can share experiences, knowledge, and then together find even better judgment than we could have alone. True, true. And I think that's what Maslow was ultimately communicating and what Bloom was communicating, what Csikszentmihalyi flow theory was communicating, what the Harvard study was intending to communicate. Mm -hmm. It's not just that you have relationships, Mm -hmm. but that you have a high-quality relationship, that you have honest relationships, that you have connecting relationships, collaborative relationships, companionship, partnership, teammates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you feel like you have a duty to the well-being of the person if you claim to love them. And there's that same application as it relates to parenting, wise parenting is honest. That's good philosophy, it's good thinking. So it's making me think of an old story, a story about a word in the beginning. Mm. (laughs) That in the beginning, was a word, and a word was God, and a word was with God, and the word was made flesh, and became real. Now, some people have their religious truth 
and their political truth about what that means and who or what that word was. But I'm less interested in the word than in what where a word comes from. Because a word doesn't, doesn't just come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. A word is a developed and evolved thought. An idea, mm-hmm. a concept, a theory. So before there was a word, there was a thought. There was an idea, there was a concept, there was consciousness. And that consciousness was God. And that thought was God. And that idea and concept was God. It was developed and evolved into a word that became matter. Because many words are ultimately a collection of many thoughts and many ideas, not just one. It takes a number, it requires rubbing a number of thoughts together and, 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 and the alchemy of blending thoughts and ideas to generate language. <laughs> But to make a word real is to do ultimately what Maslow, Bloom, Sheiks, and Mihaya, and the Harvard study asserted can be. You can meet your needs. Mm-hmm. You can learn. You can create. Mm-hmm. You can do. And you can relate and connect to another being Mm -hmm. to be human is the word made flesh and then humans doing philosophy doing human things create new things Mm -hmm. their own ideas and thoughts and concepts becoming words and turning those words those nouns into verbs Mm -hmm. into actions into things doing philosophy, loving philosophy, think about thinking. Mm -hmm. Learn what is true. Feel what is real and be right about you. That is the ancient of days. (laughs) That is presence. That is today and that is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's not that deep. It it never has been. It just requires a little more cognitive development and cognitive activation Mm -hmm. and the presence of somebody else that you love. Honestly. Or something like that. Or something.